Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day. Good evening. Happy weekends. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for our newer listeners, a quick reminder, we are here to fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. So shout out to my fellow Gen Xers, our millennials, and beyond. Uh, but I'm excited to bring on a new guest co-host today, and I got to give a shout out to uh, my other brother on the mic. We've never met in person, Trey Downs, uh, for today's connection, uh, because we might talk a little bit about passion or maybe a life with passion, hint, hint. And uh, let me give you a quick background on her. So our guest co-host today, she's an entrepreneur. She's a business coach. Uh, I've been called that. I don't know if I brand myself as that, but I, I dabble. And uh, she's the author of a number one bestseller, The Income Replacement Formula, right? Seven simple steps to doing what you love and making six figures from anywhere. So I'm excited because my first book is with my editor right now. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Christine McAllister to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited for your excitement because when I first started the show almost four years ago, I was like, am I going to find people that are spunky and actually give energy over the microphone? We shall see. So granted, it's been almost four years of it. I've had all kinds. So it's always refreshing when I have a fellow smiling face enjoying the energy. Yes. So Yes, this is a blast. I love it. I love the connection we already made in the pre-chat and yeah. I am here for it 100%. Well, and the best part was, because I love truth and transparency, I don't have kids. We just have, I mean, our kid is a, well, now three-legged dog. We had the same from cancer, so he was a four-legged uh, uh, child. Uh, but now he's a crazy spastic tripod who still <laughs> chases after the Easter bunny on Easter morning. Like, he literally, there's a dog outside, and there was another rabbit running across the yard, and he takes off. I'm like, dude, you got three legs, bro. Like, what are you doing? You know? He's living his best life still. Is he totally big? Is. He's like, I'm over 11. I'm a cancer survivor, and I love me some Easter Bunny. Let's do this. I love that. <laughs> but you you were joking around before the show because, like, hey, man, you got two kids, right? Everybody's doing the stay-at-home thing, social distancing thing. You got a husband trying to make his impacts in the health industry, all while the two kids are around you all the time. Yeah, They're like baby monkeys. They're three and a half. Baby so monkeys. I have a three-nager. And I have a 10 month old and like all they want to do is literally, literally be touching me all the time. Thank God you're living a life with passion. Thank God. Right? Thank God I do work <laughs> I love and I'm talking to you because this is what's keeping me sane. Hold on, just real quick, because I love to cycle in some screen sharing throughout the show. So what were you thinking when you shot that photo? <gasps> oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I think my photographer, who's also one of my best friends, was like, just act sassy. Ah, just, just yeah. <laughs> okay, my wife and her best friend, they are sass pots. I've heard that term. And then uh, they love to sass and they love to drink champs while sassing. Oh, yes, champers. Uh, yes. I, oh, champers. Okay, see, I don't know. I just thought it was called champagne, but apparently it's all about shortening everything up these days. So, well, uh, my brother in law is Australian. And oh. so my sister lives there with him, and they have two little kids too. And I have learned that Australians as a culture, they shorten everything. So that's where I oh. learned champers. Breakfast is brekkie. Afternoon is arvo, right? Avocado is avo. So everything. So maybe your wife Wait, and so her bre friend. Breakfast is breaker? Bre what? Brekkie. Brekkie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So maybe they're Australian at heart. I know I'm crazy. I'm just going to go with this. Breakfast, two syllables. Break E, two syllables. Mm -hmm. What are you really gaining? I don't know. It's a it's cute. Does it roll off the tongue a hair faster? Because it's still it's two cheeky. syllables. It's two syllables. Yeah. It's <laughs> maybe like, it's a lazier way to say it. It's like people call me Scotty. I'm like, I already have an easy name. It's Scott. It's one syllable. Why are you adding it and making it more complex? So cute. I don't know. That's everybody's adding a cute factor to it. There we go. Maybe we'll title today's show the cute factor. <laughs> oh, but seriously. Um, let's have some fun here. So we already are, uh, obviously you, you hopped on Trey's show uh, yes. a little while back. You have fun over there. Absolutely. Yeah. I always have fun. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that ladies and gentlemen, he's been on the show before. I'll be airing another show with him shortly on, on this show. He and I did a dual record, uh, but quick shout out to his podcast. That is the, uh, your superior self. So, 
and uh, love what he's doing over there as well. So what, how'd you get connected to Trey? You know what? That's a great question. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Um, Jeff Brown of the Read to Lead podcast okay. is, a, is a friend of mine right. and he helps podcasters and he has sent me um, a, a potential connections, right? For people who are looking for guests. So it's my type of expertise. And I'm okay. pretty sure, although Trey and I recorded last year sometime, it's yeah. been a while, um, but I'm pretty sure that initial connection came from Jeff Interesting. Brown. I will say, because uh, you and I were also joking around before we started the show. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this happens all the time. We end up like losing like five, ten minutes of fun banter as I get to know my guest co-hosts. And I'm like, I run an open format show. I just just, just start, sit and record like immediately. Yes. Uh, but we were, we were venting about the Zoom world. FYI, I mean, these are totally first world problems. We have internet and we can run Zoom. So, But you and I were complaining about all these new security releases and software updates. And it's like, what are you guys doing? You're making it so complex. Yes. Um, but they are probably becoming one of the most successful video conferencing platforms out there because I own yeah. stock in the company. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my grandma, who's eighty six, learned how to use it. So Boom. I, yeah, I, I did. I did rip into a buddy of mine the other day because he and I mountain bike and uh, do some volunteer work to keep the mountain biking trails nice in our free time. I'm a big outdoors nut. So he's like, "Hey, man, I need some help on my business." And I was like, "Well, normally I try not to work with friends, but like right now, why not? I, you know, let's, let's hop on a Zoom call." And he's like, "A Zoom call?" And I was like, "Okay, I'm not sure if we could work together." <laughs> I was like, "My mom is 70 and hopped on a Zoom call." Okay. Yep. You can figure this out. Yep. 100%. <laughs> right. Um, well, so so let's real quick. We were we were making a joke about the kids. So you also have uh, two other kids. You got two rescue dogs, right? I do, and I have three Arabian horses. So I'm, I'm a, I was a, I was a um, four-legged fur baby mom first. <laughs> well, and that's so you and my wife, uh, the Champers or Champ lover, uh, she's a equine horse vet doctor. So what? Yeah, yeah. So she's an equine veterinarian. Oh yeah, she went to oh went to Cornell, UPenn, also oh, also a doctor of chiropractic. Oh yeah, I married up. I married up. <laughs> What's does, that? She, does she practice? Um, does she practice equine chiropractic? Her, 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 yeah, her practice is All Points Equine is the name of the company. Um, but uh, she has a specialty wellness niche that she wanted to add in, so she went to chiropractic school and studied alongside of humans. But they all go to the same chiropractic no school. No way. Oh, okay. Yeah. She adjusts horses' family. spines and shit, and like right. their, their jaw. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Their neck, yeah, yeah. cracks, yeah, yeah. everything. She's got these big. Um, she got. She actually just got all new cases for him. She's like a two-tone purple vinyl wrap around these giant styrofoam bales, and it's because she, she, they, they go on a hitch behind the medical SUV that she drives, and because she's mobile ambulatory, so everything like she has an entire like hospital in the back of her SUV, yep. and um, yeah, so she pulls those those big bales out and then sits them next to the horse and then climbs up on top of them, and, that, and she stands up there doing her thing. So, yep. Yeah. I love that. Right. I um I just got back from the barn. My horse is going through some lameness stuff. You know, this is a horse capital of the world. I wish she was here. Uh, I told her, I was like, listen, my goal, can't help it. I'm a branding guy. I'm like, baby, you're really, really smart. I need to free you of your brick and mortar business, right? right. Yep. Replace you, because they are looking at hiring a new doctor anyway. So, And yep. then niche you into yep. all this cool stuff that you're doing. Because yep. we go out to Colorado uh, every year for skiing. Her parents have a house out there. I'm like, babe, you could be going to these like niche areas and say, you know what? I'm going to take a month to live in Colorado. Let's let all the big horse farms around know that this person knows all of this stuff and she's going to be in the area. And if you want to sign yep. up for some VIP treatment, all right? Oh, yeah. And trust me, she goes to all the big horse events. Oh, yeah. So she cool. does. Well, yeah, there are trainers who do that, who travel around and do like workshops in person. And I actually, I'm helping my trainer move, start an online business because I'm like, you can't just keep doing lessons and train horses. Like you right? have to, this. This is this is why this is how I, I just knew you and I would have fun today because <laughs> I've never wanted a brick and mortar business. I've yep. worked with them. I've supported them. But yep. it's funny because a good friend of mine, a dentist, um, he and I have been road cyclist buddies for years. Cool. And I asked him five years ago. Dude, could you please exist on the internet? <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't have a website. He doesn't have a Facebook page, nothing. And I was like, and then I found out that he's niched as a mobile dentist. Right? Okay. So he's got an office, 
Yeah. But all of his contracts are with these big aging uh, home communities, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they have their own like medical facility on site. Yep. So he just goes there, and all of his specialty gear is mobilized, and he just does it there. That's mm -hmm. like eighty five percent of his income. And now all that's shut down right now because of COVID and everything. So he's stressed out. And right. I said, hey, you finally got to listen to me? <laughs> I was like, right. close the practice, dude. You don't need your office. Like you're paying all this overhead and right. you're never there. Right. Your niche is there. So right. start traveling around, you know? Yes. That's what's so great about like what you and I do in this conversation and the fact that like, what's possible and people are finally thinking about it because they sort of have to right yeah. like you have to learn how to use zoom if you want to talk to your friends and your family and there in my opinion if you are home and you are healthy right like right right now and there's you are no excuse, sort of, right. there's no excuse. You're, and you you're self-actualizing right like if you are if you are sick or someone you love is sick i get that or you're worried about feeding your family but if those things are not true and you're home and you're healthy and you're protecting yourself by staying home and healthy, right? Then like you have all this extra bandwidth. You're not commuting. You don't have to wash your hair, right? Like you don't have to change your clothes, you know? Yeah. I mean, you... I'd recommend it if you're going on camera, but. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the rest of the time, um, you, you have so much opportunity if you will only take it. But, but Christine, I mean, it's scary. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, I, it's, again, former firefighter, adrenaline junkie, sports guy, you know, racing mountain bikes and stuff. I'm like, guys, like, I have people come to me like, dude, like, you inspire me. I'm like, thank you. I'm not, it's not about me. That was why, actually, quick history. Like, that's why I created Live the Fuel years ago. I just, I wasn't sure if I could become independent. So I just, mm -hmm. like, I had all this stuff I wanted to share. So I put up a Facebook page and started posting motivational, inspirational content. That was it. That's all I wanted to do. And then never planned on launching a podcast, never becoming mm -hmm. an author, uh, never planned on getting on stage. And I speak at podcast conferences now and all this other stuff. I'm like, okay, but you know, you got to start somewhere. Yes. Yes. And, and the biggest successes happen when you're outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. If you keep people are like, well, I don't know. It's scary. But I'm like, okay, but you're not happy where you are now. Right. So maybe you want to embrace the unknown. Just throwing it out there. I have a quotable for you, Scott. This Do is it. a Christine original. To your brain, safe is same, even if it sucks. Ooh, did you so, share that when you signed up for today? Because I'm going to make sure that's documented. I did not. Oh, you gave me a different quote. What's one I you did. I, I, I don't often self-quote when I'm asked for my I favorite. know, but I love <laughs> that. Okay, you're, you're emailing me that, that after this show because I love putting quotes in the, in the, in the blog I show. Will. Notes, so. I'll email you. We made a graphic. Oh, you sent, you sent me a Charles Swindoll. Yeah. Uh, yes. what is this one? Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% and how you react to it, which aligns with what we're talking about right now. Yep. Right. Yep. So with COVID, yep. we can't control it. We can't react to it. I'm not a medical professional, right? But right. I have chosen to not watch well, actually, I never watched the negative news networks anyway. Uh, that's something yeah. else I've given people tips on. I'm like, as you progress down this unknown and this new growth, uh, you will learn to remove yourself from these negative influences. Ergo, negative news networks, stop living on Facebook newsfeed, learn the power of not unfriending your friends so you don't freak them out. Just click on unfollow. Unfollow. So, because I have over 4,000 friends on Facebook and it's not a brag. It's like, dude, trust me. I have filtered my newsfeed and every so often I pop back in and find more people that I can unfollow <laughs> because, <laughs> Hey, I've met you at a conference. I definitely want to stay friends with you. Right. But if you're pushing negative Nancy content, I don't want that in my life. We got stuff to do. We got yeah. stuff to do. Yeah, we're, and we're busy trying to change the world here. People come on. Yeah. We, and, and we are right. But I think like it's, I think it's also helpful at least, I mean, you're obviously a high achiever, right? Like, so am I. And I think it's really helpful. Well, can we for pause us on that? Are you also your own worst self-critic? A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm psychotic. <laughs> high achievers also have the highest level of self-doubt, right? Like that's oh, a population yeah. I work with. And so it's it's this, like the people sitting around watching Netflix and eating junk food all day, they're not up in their heads criticizing themselves. They're just like doing their thing. Unless yeah. they're a high achiever who's so freaked out that that's how they're coping. They're right? tuned out. And sometimes but, I yeah. kind of wish I could do that more. I mean, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll admit it, you know? Yeah. Right. But that's, that's our, that, that's our self-sabotage is the self-doubt. Right. Right. So, and, but it's also what keeps us safe. 
because our brains are like anything new is scary right that's like neurobiological like yep. it's a bear might as well be the same thing as going on facebook live for the first time like something is trying to eat me it feels the same right to our nervous system that's why i say like that's what we're dealing with it's just it's a biological fear of something different because we are afraid we might die right sure. our yeah. brains have not caught up to the fact that you and i can make money on the internet right in no way are we caught up to the fact that like life is so much easier for us than it was for our parents and our grandparents so our brains try to find ways to make it hard by keeping us stuck by keeping us sane by keeping us from going outside what's practical and normal and get you know doing something other than having a regular job because that's a safe thing to do well guess what what we're what we're seeing right now is that it's not the safe thing to do yeah guess what uh all that safe positioning you did for yourself just screwed you like a lot of people, and, and I'm not making fun of it. I'm actually concerned because there's a lot of old colleagues from my corporate days. So like I, I, I chased the corporate dreams because I was the farm kid that didn't come from a lot. And then I chased the big corporate salaries and then made myself go back to school on nights and weekends and get the BS because I thought I was supposed to do that. Yep. And then snapped and then went to go serve at the federal government and be a wildland firefighter. Yeah, that did not align with anything. So you talk about getting outside your comfort zone. That's what that's what's that's what's fueling the book, by the way, is is telling that story and sharing all the stuff I learned from that because yes. everybody, everybody was like, Are you freaking nuts? What are you doing? Yes. You can't do that. What if you die? And I'm like, Yeah, I could get hit by a car tomorrow, right? Like, I mean, it goes back to what you talked about earlier. Like, okay, what if you started a business online and it crashed and burned? Did you die? Right. No. 100%. Did you 100%. hit by but I could get hit by a car tomorrow. So Right. Right. Well, in my <laughs> my the thing is like I have the same perspective on that but for different reasons. Well, like also my family are farmers, right? So I watched, you know, that that mentality, right? Oh yeah. Um of like it, it's such a big deal to have a degree and have a good corporate job because my family worked so hard as dairy farmers, you know? Yeah. And I, um, I was born on a dairy farm. Hey, Missouri. My, my, dad, my dad had a, it's only, it was only a 50 head, you know, 50, 60 head dairy farm in, in, in Flemington, New Jersey. Uh, okay. Now it's like some kind of land preserve or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, it, you get it. You get it. But like the reason I included that quote um, is because like, so this is going to be like very, um, it's going to take the emotional scale down several notches, but the reason I started this business is because I lost my very first child. Okay. Suddenly in a full-term stillbirth, wow. like perfect pregnancy, went to the doctor to find out when I was going into labor, no heartbeat. Yeah. You can't plan for that. That's like, no. what was it like one in a million chance or something crazy? Did they give you the statistics on that? I thought that was true. Unfortunately, it's one in 160, which you would not what? believe. Nobody talks about it, but- most of them are earlier, like they're in the second half of the pregnancy, but they're not full term. However, right. I cannot tell you how many friends I've made because, you know, I've written articles for the Huffington Post and this blah, 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 all this stuff about it. I've been very open about it. Right. That's the reason I started my business. But like, that is the worst thing that I could have ever imagined. Like when you said, are, you could get hit by a truck tomorrow, right? Or, did you die when you did the thing? Like, right. No, but I would have rather died than my kid yeah. never get the chance to live, right? Yeah. So when I realized it's powerful. the worst I, I thing I can imagine could happen, yes, of course. I mean, it's important. Like, it's important because this is why I do what I do. Like, the worst thing I could ever imagine happened to me. So that was my catalyst for being like, F it. Yeah. I'm not scared anymore. There's nothing to be scared of because sure. the word, right? Yeah, you, but, you just got punched so hard in the gut yeah. and the head all over. It's like, yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, you, I, you, you, your shock factor is like off the scale. So. Right. And my, and my like excuse factor is also like, I just, I just don't, I just mm. don't like same for you. Right. Yeah. Like figure it out. Like I just don't have space for people who are, who are full of excuses because yeah, I will admit that, that that does rub me a little bit. Uh, but I've also learned a little patience with that. You know, I mean, again, the oh, fire, the firefighting was back in 2010, 2011, in my early 30s. So I was already a late. I was already called the old guy, by the way. Uh, right. Like, sure. Because everybody was everybody was classic like military, like 18 to 24 on the crew, and I was the age of the bosses. So I was like, 
<laughs> and then and then when I I grew the mountain man beard out because it was all wild and firefighting in the mountains, so it's like it was all like the grays were coming in and shit, and people were like, oh look nice. at you all salt and pepper. I'm like, it's called life experience. Let's right. do this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I'm in my 30s. I'm not in my yeah. 90s. Yeah. And, and don't I'm be wrong. That, right? I, I think I think that's part of the book. Actually, I, I mean, my editor is going through right now. I think I might have to add a chapter called the head up your ass chapter. Because um, <laughs> I've actually said this on many other shows. I rip on myself all the time. And I can thank podcasting and the growth into my 40s for that. Like Where, where you and I are segueing right now. I just want to pause on this is that, yeah, I was angry with a lot of other people because I'm like, oh, my God, I took these huge risks and I survived. But is it fair for me to push that on other people in a negative way? No. How can I do this better in an inspirational way or motivational way? Uh, Because on the last podcast I just recorded, I was on with a doctor and we were talking about my health, nutty, ketogenic lifestyle and stuff like that, right? But on this show, whether it's this or whether you and I are talking about online business or building a better life with passion, it's like, guys, like it's okay if you're scared because- you just don't know enough yet. That's right. all. So all you have to do is at least commit to learning. Yep. And then the timeline actually opens up and get becomes a little more clear. And like, I guarantee you, you know a lot about a, some a certain topics that I don't. Yep. But if I chose to want to go that path, I now know somebody to get me there. So that'll help yep. me move the timeline more aggressively. Exactly. We're all on the yep. same timeline. It's just how, how are you going to invest in chunking that timeline out and your life out and where are you going to go with it? Yep. Totally. You get to choose. It's your life, right? Supposedly. And you can't... <laughs> what? Supposedly. I said supposedly, right? I mean, last time yeah. I checked. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody has a choice. Right. And that's, that's, again, that's what that quote is about. That's what I'm here for. That's like what, sort of what I've dedicated my work. How long did to. it, how long did it take for that to click? I mean, obviously you went through such a, a heartache and the transition, yeah. I mean, but I, I've yeah. met people on the show where it's like, they, they snapped in like 30 to 90 days. They're like, but yeah. some people they needed longer. Um, but yeah. did it all start coming to fruition over the next year? Like what, what kind of timeline did you have? It's a good question. I think for me, it happened pretty quickly because it was so dramatic. Like one day I was the girl who was being celebrated at baby showers. Mm. And the next day I was the girl with a dead baby. Yeah. Like it was yeah. literally that fast. And so I knew that like this was the defining moment in my life and I could see two possible outcomes, like even laying there in the hospital, right? Like yeah. getting induced because then I had to deliver this baby, right? So one was that I would hole up in my bedroom and maybe only open the door for more wine. And I was like, I get why people numb out for the rest of their lives. This is, this is not a manageable pain, mm. right? It's too much. Or I could find a way to fuel the fire. Fuel the fire. Mm. And let all of that grief turn that energy into doing something that was going to like create a legacy for her because she wasn't going to be here to do it. And nobody ever got to meet her. And so like my the only way I know how to be a parent in this scenario is to like make sure people don't forget that she existed yeah. in some way, right? But then also go like, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I'm not scared anymore. So I know there's another level for me and now I'm gonna pursue it. So what that looked like was she was born in early March, that was five years ago. And by by June, I had signed up for my first, well, by May, I had decided I was gonna take a small step to feel in control of my life. And that was by, um, um, getting myself into shape because right. I was pissed off that I was wearing maternity clothes still. And I had no baby. Yep. So I did that and I was like, so okay. Self-image is important, right? Uh, yep. psychological health and physical well-being. This is all tied into a healthy lifestyle balance. Yeah, exactly. It was like regaining some sense of agency, like by just doing little workouts. Right. Yeah. And then I, that gave me some confidence. And then in June, I signed up um, for my first group coaching program. What I thought at the time was I was going to take my online marketing business, which was the business that had taken me out of my nine to five. Hmm. And I've been running it for 10 years. Um, and I thought I was just going to improve that. But what came out of that self-discovery was that I was going to take my favorite parts of that business and help my favorite population that uh, you know I felt I was most qualified to help 
and teach them how to. So the key word there is you actually uh, reached a point of pivot. There's a lot of, actually, I think it was great, one of the great books is called Pivot. But that's the point is just a lot of people are using that word more the past couple of years again, because that is a key opportunity of, we're not saying close your business, but like, what if an epiphany hits, you get that light bulb, you're like, wait a minute, this could be that one pivot that takes and changes everything. But that's yep. scary too, right? Back to fear, uh, oh, uh, paralysis by analysis, you know? Yeah. Yep. So how did you get past that? Uh, I got a lot of coaching. I got, I, I, I was, and still am coached to with, within an inch of my life by people who don't let me get away with that shit. You know, because uh, I, really I'm currently transitioning strategy. coaches right now. Cause I, I tell people all the time, like, I don't call myself a coach, even though I've been in multiple coaching roles in the corporate world, in sports, everything. So I've lived many coach hats. Yeah. I don't call myself a coach, but, but I always tell people any good coach you work with, they better have a coach. There's always room to improve and yeah. grow. And if nothing else, have a sounding board to call you on your shit. Yep. Because I know for me, I'm always going to default to strategy. Strategy is safe. Doing is safe. But where I, where I need someone to hold my feet to the fire is the way that I think. Hmm. You know, again, back to the self-doubt, self-criticism. So holding more, of like a, more of a mindset support system. <sighs> Well, what happened was I, I, I kept hiring people to help me with the strategy mm -hmm. and that got me as far as it could. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Because I don't want to show up for the mindset. That's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you know? But then I was like, what if it's not working a hundred hours a week instead of 80 or whatever? Oh, by the way, then I had, you know, and now I have two living children. I legit can't, especially at this moment when they are at home two all kids, the time, two dogs, oh, yeah. all the time. Right. <laughs> um, and a husband working seven days a week. Right. So, so, um, it, it had to be like, I need both, right. I need simple strategies and I need self-belief. I need these two things. That's my magic solution to not work in a business that doesn't support my life to your point. Right. And that allows me to be healthy and allows me to do the other things I want to do, like ride my horse, hang out with my family, right? Play with my dog, all that stuff. Life balance. It's just going to be one thing. It's always going to be both. Yeah. I see. That's how I love you're going at this because I can't believe, begin to fathom what you went through. Um, but I remind people you know, over the years of doing this show, even though our tagline is we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle, what came over the years also was something that I always been a big believer in and love sharing is there's a common message always comes across, which comes back to mindset, psychology, and a little philosophy coming in there too. But usually I'm, I love hitting on mindset because it's the one thing that if we don't have control over it, it throws everything out the window. You stop working out, you stop caring about your nutrition, uh, you stop, uh, you know, having that motivated mindset to keep driving for new change, new growth. It, it, it could just shut everything down. And the worst part is it could take you down a much more uh, depressive and debilitating route if you allow it to continuously spiral. So, yep. so that's it's powerful you're able to flip that around. So kudos. I mean, good job. I mean, obviously you've been helping other people do the same uh, thanks to what you've learned. Exactly. I mean, I feel like I finally, I found my life's work. Right. Like this is the thing. I was a professor in my nine to five world. Like, so I've always, I was, I never played house as a kid, like with my younger siblings. I played like, I'm your teacher. I'm going to lead. Right. Um, I and I totally see that. you as a teacher, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was a professor. I became yeah. a professor at 23, which is bizarre. That's crazy. But um, now I get to like teach and counsel and coach up and, and from people who actually like want to learn rather well, than. And admittedly. To, right I, you probably don't get to say this too much on shows i'm gonna call you out on the carpet for this one i could care less about my bachelor's of science um I have, oh. a, I have a bs in marketing and psychology and i'm like it's a it looks pretty yep. I, I finally framed it a few months ago it was it's been sitting in a file folder <laughs> since 2010 or 2009 when, when i finally finished it you know my free time and i was like and then i, I went and that's when i decided to give it all up and then go be a firefighter. So it's like, right. okay. and my, cause even my squad bosses are like, okay, Why? you have no educational background that aligns with firefighting and no firefighting experience. And you're trying to go serve on one of the top elite crews called a hotshot crew, which is what I did. Yes. And they were like, you must've really interviewed well. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Uh, but my point though, is that that piece of paper at the time 
served to fortify my mindset. Uh, it gave me a little bit uh, more ability of freedom, a sense of achievement, you know, because I came from a family with no college education, farm kid, right? Uh, I already had the, gr the good pay. I had worked my way up in these different companies and established a great resume. So I did it really for my own achievement, my own challenge at the time, and to uh, to iron out the wrinkles in the resume, right? The the professional experience. But what I know now, I could care less. I mean, the only thing that I still give kudos to from that education was the science component, studying the psychology, the impact on mindset. Um, I can thank that for me helping pick pick health, business, lifestyle because uh, I, I studied psychology. One of the psychology courses talked about the domains of your life. And for some people, they're a little bit different, but for the average person, there's five to six primary domains, right? There's your health, nutrition, right? There's the business, the, the, your, your professional pursuits. There's the lifestyle piece. There's the love, right? Relationships or just family. Um, there's the academic, continuing education um, or, or going back to school. Uh, and then there's the straight up just love, romance, possible marriage, whatever one day. And then for some people, they might flip that with like religion if you're very faithful or in religion. But the point is they said, it's like picture a zero axis and you line all those up there. And they said, okay, now use that to measure your stress level. And I was like, what do you mean? I said, well, if you have most of those domains falling below the zero axis, you're going to be stressed out. But it's very hard to keep all five to six above the zero access. So as long as you become informed and you understand that, and if you do your best to kind of balance them all and at least keep, I mean, from time to time, like if you're back in school, clearly education is going to be high above the bar. Right, right. Right. But if you're working your way up in your corporate career, clearly that's going to be above the bar. So I didn't realize that I was back in school. I didn't allow any romance into my life. I was chasing the corporate dreams. I had just gone through a breakup. I was messed up, but I didn't care because I was making good money. Like I, and my head was so screwed up back then. So, yeah. and that's why I think I just snapped and said, you know what? I'm going to go try this firefighting thing because it forced me completely into an uncomfortable area. I had nothing to do with anything that I came from, anything mm -hmm. I had studied. Like, and there was no way to like, oh, I can go teach spinning classes at six o'clock in the morning before my corporate gig. Like that was my way to wake up in the morning, right? That was my thing. I was all gone. Yeah, I wasn't yep. I wasn't able to coach kids ski racing in the winters anymore because I'm in Arizona in the mountains fighting wildfires. Like mm -hmm. it shifted everything. And mm -hmm. I'm not telling that so in the book though, but I'm like, you'll appreciate it. It's like I'm not trying to tell people to go do this. I'm just saying you don't have to go to those extremes to get the shift. Right. But I think all of us need to be aware of how can you create this shift? And that's where I want to take this for you is Yes. Nobody needs to lose a child. Nobody exactly. needs to leave their whole life behind and go be a firefighter to create these pivots and change. Yes. So what's some of the ways you help people understand that? Yeah, I completely agree with you. And like, yes, I want to know that no matter, I want people to know no matter what you've been through, you can go from surviving to thriving, right? Like that's my life's mission. That's what I'm here to do. That's what's going to take me to super soul Sunday. Right. Uh -huh. But but, and right. How do you start right now when you're like, oh gosh, cause I don't want you to have to go through some tragedy or like get to a break breaking point. Right. Like to your point, I'm just like, I'm gonna leave everything behind. You yeah. know, I think it's, I think it's being willing to, to, you have to play with your, your mind and wiggle around the fear that's keeping you stuck. Right. And I, I have this thing I call the five minute focus formula where if you can get started on something that you've been procrastinating on by literally setting uh, an alarm on your phone for five minutes and just do it. Like, I don't care if it's, you feel like you can't launch without a website. Well, in your business, right? Like I would disagree with that. Or like you need to get your taxes done or something like equally awful, right? That you don't look forward to unless you're one of those people who does. Um, something that you've been procrastinating on that you know you need to do to move your life or your business forward, either with your health or with your business or with your lifestyle, right? Five minutes, five minutes, yeah. that's it. And then if you want to keep doing it, cool. But it's sort of like, you don't have to. I just want you to do that again tomorrow because that's how you get around this whole, like, I have to wait until I have a whole day to do X, Y, Z project. I have to wait until I lose 15 pounds to go to the gym or, you know, whatever. Uh, although that's obviously not a thing right now, you know, like whatever that thing is, five minutes. That's I'm in, it. I'm intrigued. Um, 
was there somebody who inspired or you researched or studied to find the five minute factor? Um, I used it with myself and a bunch of clients and okay. that's how I realized it was a thing. So have you ever heard of the five second rule? Yeah, hundred percent. Love Mel Robbins. Yes. Right. So I, I, I'm just making a, as soon as you started saying five, because it ties into what you're saying, like you, you turned it into a five minute exercise, et cetera. But like, so again, maybe for the early game, some people need to understand that the impact of how a five second pause yep. can change your mindset. So what you talked about earlier in the show, and I kind of tied into the firefighting thing and also what you went through is we are wired chemically, hormonally, et cetera, for fight or flight. Yep. So your brain is always going to protect you. You said that earlier in the show. So yep. that fear is based off of protection. But if you yep. allow, if you can get past that first five seconds from the average, average person, it's just five seconds. And that's why I loved her book. And again, ladies yep. and gentlemen, I mean, I'll share that just for people to know what we're talking about. Uh, five second rule, transform your life, work and confidence with everyday courage, packaging Mayberry. That's a new cover. Uh, I like yeah, it. I mean, she's been around forever. She's been a couple amazing speaker as well. And then, well, since I'm already here, boom. And then there's the income replacement Hello. formula. <laughs> so yeah, when you share one author, you got to share the other author. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a great combination. And by the way, you all, I dropped the Kindle price to $2.99 because I wanted to give the, I want to make it super accessible and give the proceeds to Feeding America and Save the Children. So Ooh, like nice. if that's something that you're into, that's what well, I'm doing. Here is now one ninety nine. You, you have a credit, I see. Oh, I've got a credit on there. I don't know. I can't keep track. I, I buy so many books. It's ridiculous. I do too. I do too. <laughs> is that a problem? Do we have to go to like buy too many books anonymous? I can't imagine why buying books would be a problem. <laughs> if you don't consume them. Well, that's true. Right? I mean, we made a just joke now, but that's actually very serious. That goes back to everything we're talking about too. Part of this formula is that there's the paralysis by analysis conundrum. You want to remove that. There's the yep. mindset component. We definitely have moved forward on that. Uh, we just tied in the five second, five minute, right? Thinking differently. But then there's that piece of, you can get into this phase where I'm going to start spending, I'm going to start buying books and then maybe I read them. Maybe I listen to them. I'm going to go to these conferences. I'm going to go to these growth events and I'm going to bring, I'm going to take that free notebook to give you. And I, I'm, I've been there and I write all this stuff down and then I close the book and then I fly home and then I don't open that notebook back up. So one of my biggest things I've always liked to preach to people is how are you following up on the things that you learned? Right. So, okay. I went to this growth conference. Everybody comes home. They're high. I mean, because I, I, I do it. I'm like, I'm all pumped up. And then a couple weeks go by. I've already forgotten what I wrote in the book. Oh, yeah. Right? So like my new thing over the years was I, I was like, I put in my calendar, like one week follow up, one month follow up, no matter what, after any event, go back to your notes. Mm -hmm. Did you take notes? Did you not? Or at least even if you didn't revisit the experience, what stood out to you? What stuck with you? Or else just, that's like books too. Like, are you, are you listening to a book? Just listen to the book. Or are you really listening to the book? Right. Like I love audiobooks. I'm glad Me you're too. on audio. Uh, I'm like uh, authors who come on my show and they don't have an audiobook. I, I literally want to reach through and like, why, why did you do this to me? Because I'm not going to read your book. I'm going to listen to it. Yep. That's just who I am. <laughs> yeah. It's lifestyle too, right? Like right. I'm running around. So how can I consume? Yeah. I don't get to sit by myself almost ever. <laughs> yeah. But admittedly, so, there's people out there that would critique you and I and say, well, maybe that's a growth opportunity. You should find a way to slow down and still physically read a book and look to me wrong. Well, when I'm allowed to fly, uh, when I'm on a plane, I will physically read a book. Um, but when I'm, in my, when I'm in my car traveling, it's podcasts and audiobooks. No radio, no music, no negative news networks. It's knowledge time. Mm -hmm. And that's how I roll. So that's why I love it when people like you get it and and provide an audiobook. So thank you. <laughs> so much fun. And it was so much fun for me to record. And it's so much more fun for people to hear if you if you are an author or an aspiring author, like you record it yourself, right? Because thank you. you add your own inflection and make it fun. And that's I get way more comments about the audiobook than I do about the book because people are like, you, you were singing. It was so fun. It's yeah. hilarious. And I'm like, yes, because I just wanted it to be did you, you and me. Uh, did you self-publish? Yes. Yes. That's why you did that. See, a yeah. lot of the publishing companies, when they come to the audiobook, they want you to hire the professional voiceover artists. Right. And I'm like, that's why I'm self-publishing too, by the way. And I was like, Yay. no, because What's I, one, I have all this hardware. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Two, 
I, I've been running a podcast show for almost four years. I think I know how to talk in a microphone. Three, right. it's my story. It's my knowledge I'm sharing. Exactly. I can't stand when I listen to somebody's book and even if he has a he or she has a great voice, it's not their content. So the inf- right. the inflection is not there. It's just very robotic. I'm not yeah. a fan of it at all. And I, I show yeah. respect to people that are professional voiceover artists. You know, kudos. One of my good friends oh, is yeah. she. She did my intro and outro for this show, but other than that, like, no, I'll I'll be recording my own book. Thank you very much. So. Yeah, and it's <laughs> I mean for your people, they want to hear you. Like, if I follow someone and then I go to buy their book, I am so disappointed if they're not the ones, the one reading it, yeah. that a lot of times I wouldn't even buy it. I'm yeah. like, I want to hear from you. I want to hang out with you. Well, especially because then it gives you the freedom that when you hit a certain part of the book, you can add a couple little extra snippets in yes. because it is your story. And maybe yep. you didn't, you didn't put everything in there because you couldn't or whatever. Yep. Or maybe it's just that day when you're reading it, it just hits right. And you want to like, you know what? That reminds me about this little side story. And you throw that exactly. in just for a little extra nugget. And I love stuff like that. So Me too. Because it shows you're real. Exactly. Yeah. So you got the book. You got the crazy history of all this stuff. Um, so now, and now you know more of my history. This is why I run open format, right? We're having a real conversation. Oh, fine. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, your book has the words six figures in it. People, right. I'm a marketing guy. You're a marketing girl. Historically, so people love throwing that out there. Is yeah. it realistic? And, yeah. and if it's so, why say it? Why do it? Are you, did you do it to help people see the, the potential of vision? I'm just intrigued, you know, behind your word choices. So it's a great question because everything about this title was super strategic. And you heard me say, I'm obsessed with strategy. That will surprise no one. Um, that's what I do listen, in my business, right? People, yeah. People hire me for strategy and execution. So there you go. I'm here for it. Are you a okay. Virgo like me? No, I'm oh. Scorpio. Oh, okay. Right, but I like Virgos. Yeah. I'm working. Wait, my, I think. I think my, is it September? Yeah. I'm, I'm not great. So my husband's a Virgo. So Scorpios yeah. and Virgos often. Wait, so what's Scorpio? You know, uh, uh, so I'm mid-November. It's oh. like on the border of whatever comes after it. Sorry. Oh. I like know what I am and I know what. I, I threw it out there. I'm not that good at it either. I just figured I'd toss it in for fun. But yeah, you were saying. <laughs> yes. So here's the deal. There is no one size fits all when it comes to running your own business. Otherwise, you could just go get a freaking job and have someone else tell you what to do. Right. But. High achievers love a clear plan. That's why I named it the formula, right? Mm. It is actually a framework, but that is too loosey-goosey for the high achiever. You want a clear step-by-step plan. I did, right? Mm -hmm. I had to get myself as far as strategy alone could go before I was willing to look inside (laughs) and do some stuff with my mindset. You know what I mean? Okay. So... Because that's where I was comfortable, right? Like, no, I don't need, I don't need to sit and meditate. I ain't got time for that. I'm gonna go over here. I do and I'm suck just at meditating. Do- I, I try. Right? I try. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna check more stuff off my to do list because that's comfortable and you get the dopamine and it's awesome. Wait, hold right? on. To do lists? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, don't, I know. I still got old fashioned paper. I got the dry erase board right yeah. here. I mean, sticky I, notes. Everywhere. I oh yeah, there's post its on my monitors. I have an Evernote app. We are very good at making lists. But because I do love checking things off. So it feels so good. It's it releases those neurotransmitters. There you go. There you go. We're channeling. Um, We're channeling. Yes, exactly. But I think there yes, to your point, like the reason is, I mean, I work with a lot of a a lot of people with in all different incomes, but like there's there's a lot of resistance to like I have a, a a physician client, right? And she's like, I just didn't even I didn't even know if it would be possible to make um money that actually replaces my income because what are they told right they go to school for so long take out all these loans and put themselves through you know hell in a lot of cases and then it's like and well i have debt. to stay in this job right yeah. a lot of debt i have to stay in this job because nothing else could fund the lifestyle that i've earned right yeah. so i think it's important to to challenge that well i mean I- throwing out the fun of six figures in your title is that look at my wife my wife had six figures of college debt I mean, she went to Cornell and UPenn, not cheap. So, um, and I think she has like, I mean, I think she's got less than like 30 grand now. So, I mean, she, she crushed it, but I mean, and people think that uh, horse vet doctors make a ton of money. No, they don't actually. Maybe down in your neck of the woods, because it's, it's a, it's a horse holy land of horses. No. I mean, but, I use ambulatory yeah. soul practitioner too, right? Yeah. Like these guys are busting their butts. Yeah. yeah. Small animals because of the volume and the rotation. 
the small animal vets do much better financially. Right. Um, but that's why, like, I, I want to get that through to her as well. Is like, okay, you've got your foundation, you've got your practice. You know, you've yes. you've had it now for over seven, over eight years now. Uh, she's got a partner, a co-founder. She's and they're hiring right. a third third doctor. So like, they're growing. But I said, we got to replace you. Yep. Right. Exactly. So you're still exactly. exchanging your time Not- time for money. Yes. Right. And that's part of the, is that part of something you call out in the formula is that that's okay where you're at now, but you got to yep. get beyond that. Right. Yep. Yep. Cause time. Well, is I, honestly, I, I think that people start, start talking about that too early, at least in our space. Right. Oh, God, in yeah. the online space. Cause you go to the events. Right. That's all they talk about. Yeah. That's like, and Oh, we're to get you past the time in exchange for money. Blah, blah. That's not turnkey. Yeah. You can't do that overnight. No. Cause I no. beat my head against the wall years ago trying to figure that out. Yeah. Or like create a course when you have no audience. Like I am not. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm going to spend all this time building this, uh, sales funnel, uh, my brand, my marketing, my books, my videos. I got a whole course. Oh, but I have no followers. Like, yes. Thank you. Because (laughs) it's, it's so many people come to me with that misconception that's been perpetuated. And you and I both know, going back to what you said at the very beginning, like it is at the end of the day about connection. It is about connection. If you want to replace your income the fastest, you want to hit six figures the fastest, it's about connection. It, everything else, funnels, courses, group programs, you know, books, all these things, podcasts, yeah. which, which I love. I just, I just launched my own a couple months ago and I am Oh, obsessed. congrats. I did um, not see that in you. your list. Thank you. I'm not, you know what's so funny? Are you live I'm yet? talking about it yet yes no one's ever asked me that is what it's called what what uh, really <laughs> that's awesome no one's yeah. ever asked me that. that's the name of it yes okay all right i yeah. like that that's kind of you had some fun with that uh yes it is it's all about you know like a new a different approach to making money from your passions because like so many people are talking about the very thing that that we're talking about and they're perpetuating that and like connections connections all the rest of it is just they're just tools they're just tools to make connections when you can't make one-on-one connections with the number of people that you want to anymore because your audience is too big, yeah. right? Oh yeah, there's your podcast. Nice. Yep. Yep. Love screen sharing. Yep. Refreshing I, conversations I, on making money from your passions. No, I interviewed Pat Flynn over the summer, and I had so much fun with it. I'm used to being interviewed. But I, I was also a documentarian in a previous life, and that was my favorite part of being a documentarian is asking people questions. So I interviewed him when his book was coming out, and I had such a blast that I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And so that interview happened in July, and I've been recording ever since, and I just launched. Well, I spoke at a podcast conference in March, and I was like, um, right, like literally two days before yep. the world shut down. And uh, I was like, I should it would be good to have my podcast launch before I go speak. Well, you know, kudos to you because there are thousands of shows launching every single day. Yeah, uh, yeah. But if you talk to any experienced podcasters, they'll tell you the average show never gets legs. Um, the average show might not ever get beyond seven episodes. Uh, it depends yeah. on if you have true passion behind it. Yeah. And I, I held my launch back, back in 2014, I launched. So uh, I held that, wait, wait, was it that long ago? Maybe not. No, no, 2016, 2016. Sorry. No, that's right. My LLC was 2014. Anyway. Um, the point though, was that you can't go into this because everybody's like, Oh, how do you monetize? I don't monetize. Stop asking that question. If you're going into podcasting to monetize, you will fail. And maybe I'm, 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 I know it's a very generalized statement. Maybe you'll succeed, but I'm actually, I'm saying you're still failing because you missed the point, right? Right. I learned that from my author's group. People are like, dude, please tell me you're not launching a book to make money. No. Because the average author does not make money. <laughs> and I'm donating 100% of my proceeds to fallen firefighters when the book launches. So yes. there you go. Uh, because I'm like, I once I learned that, I'm like, well, then why don't I find a way to spin it in a more positive way yep. that's more of a legacy message uh, that people can see that I'm not trying to take something out of everything that I do. But right. I didn't. I didn't know these things years ago. No, yeah. that's why we're talking about it, right? That's right? why we're telling people. But I and feel I, I passionate that. when I talk about it, yes. and it's like when you feel that influx of energy and you get 
literally pumped up like I am right now and all get the hair standing up on my arms. It's like, that's, that's the epiphany Uh and it's getting people to wrap their heads around that and be able to take that so they can start thinking long-term versus the short-term wins. Yep, exactly. Right. And that's how you build a sustainable business that fuels your life and vice versa. And like, I've been a guest on over a hundred podcasts and people were telling me all the time for years that I should have my own. And I was like, nope, nope. Nope, I don't have a vision for it. Nope, it doesn't feel good. It didn't click yet. It didn't click. No, I'm not going to do it just because I should. That's yeah. not why I'm in business, right? For myself. It's not why I do anything. And I had my my third daughter this summer, and I actually took a break, which I didn't when I had my second. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, hey, I know this is going to be my last kid, and I want to I want to experience a maternity leave. Let's see what this is like. I got so much clarity. That's when I was like, okay, this is how I'm going to do the podcast. Okay. This is the next book. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to revamp my offerings, all of that, right. From taking a step back. Cause you know, I had to, um, and I chose to. And, uh, and so, yeah, I bet it fine. Like you said, it finally clicked. It didn't matter that like, Oh, I should have done it five years ago when there were a lot less podcasts. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing it. Cause I want to do it. I'm talking to the people I want to talk to. And that comes across, you yeah. know, I love it. I mean, I, people don't understand that. That's, I, I love. I, I wasn't expecting you and I to talk about this at this part of the show. That's that's funny because like I don't always get to think about how my show started off, and it's fun hearing how it was for you because my epiphany kicked. Where the funny thing is, talk about vision and law of attraction. Like my second largest client is a very successful podcaster, and I was already listening to his show before I became mm-hmm. a podcaster, cool. and then I set him as one of my goals to get on my show. And cool. then he liked me so much, he invited me on his show. And my show was barely even launched. And I was like, well, now I have to. And then one of the reasons why he launched his show so many years ago was to build an audience so he could launch his book. Because he was one of the most famous trainers to the stars out in L.A. Mm-hmm. But he didn't exist online. Sure. He's old school, you know. Yep. And yep. Uh, that step created – I mean, he was one of the earlier podcasters. So he he – he has no problem hitting quarter million downloads a month. Uh, you know, that's, that's like the minimum. So he's doing quite well, but now he does like five shows a week. Uh, he brings on amazing health influencers. The one, well, actually the woman I just had on before you was on his show. So, cool. but now, but now he's my client. So I help him run his marketing for his vitamin company that he ended up launching years later and now a coffee company. And I crowdfunded uh, fat, a documentary, which is a very successful documentary film we put out last year. So uh, to bring out the truth behind healthy fats and our nu- nutrition and everything else, all these things, but it all started because years ago, somebody said, Hey, you should launch a podcast. Uh, if you want to get that book up because you don't exist. So he realized, okay, I need to build a following. I need to start putting content out there that helps people. Don't expect to get paid for it. You know, you've already got your professional income stream. Like that was not his original game plan. So that was, it's funny. You never talk about this full circle. So that was part of the fuel behind my fire for the show. It's like, great. I'll put out a free show. Hopefully I build a following. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I've never cared about, well, well, I will admit over four years, I've cared a little about the stats once in a while. Uh, but now I don't look anymore. I mean, unless somebody asks me, I'm like, I don't know. I'll go look. I don't care because it's about the quality of the following. Right. It's like, it's just like Instagram. People pay for Instagram followers. I'm like, dude, I'd rather have 2000 in touch people staying in touch with me, DMing me, contacting me versus a half a million. And you might have the same stats. Yep. Right. A hundred percent. And that happens all the time, people. If you are judging someone by the number of Instagram followers that they have, um, well, first of all, don't do that because it's not really (laughs) your business, but we all do it, you know, but I literally have had people like message me and kind of like such a backhanded compliment way. How can you really be as successful as you seem to be when you don't have a lot of, you know, XYZ followers or engagement on XYZ platform? Like my response to that is like, Oh, I, I didn't know that you were a uh, Instagram strategist and guru. So what is your advice? And they'll be like, they won't even respond, right? Because I'm right. like, oh, okay. So apparently you're the expert that I've been waiting for. So why right. don't you tell me how to do it? And then they right. usually and, don't respond. Because I, because I care, yeah. right? Because I actually care, like yeah. whatever. But yeah. it's just, it's, you know, somebody trying to get free information or, you know, say like, I can't, I can't figure it out, but it appears that you have. And like, I'm frustrated by that. So I'm going to make a judgment about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, a hundred percent. There's yeah, we, so much, so much goodness here. It's funny you're talking about it because, like, again, he's old school, right? So he he's now fifty seven. Uh, and I'm talking about Vinny Tortorich. I don't know if you heard of him or not. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a uh, Adam Carolla oh, has the awesome. Adam Carolla has the Guinness. You know Adam Carolla, the famous comedian, mm-hmm. the big race car buff. Um, mm-hmm. So Adam Carolla has the Guinness record. I forget of what podcast, but his call it's called the Adam Carolla Show. Everybody's known Adam over the years because he used to have his own radio show, which they still do to this day with Dr. Drew. If you ever remember mm. Dr. Drew, the love doctor. So him and Dr. Drew still have a joint podcast. Adam Carolla has his show. And then so Vinny, cross-pollination, right? He's gotten so successful that he's the reg- he regularly show- shows up on Adam's show as a fitness expert once a month. And then okay. Dr. Drew brings him on. Well, then Adam endorsed our movie. Dr. Drew was one of our healthy influencers in the actual movie. None of this would have happened until this is this is all years of being patient and putting in the good work and the hard work. And then he came to me to help run the crowdfunding for the social media, do the social media, the Instagram, everything else. And he had like 2,000 followers on Instagram. But he has like a quarter million downloads every month on his podcast. Exactly. Now he's got over 20,000 people that I've never spent a dollar gaining. I've run the Instagram. We've made it pure content, organic content. It's grown, you know, in about two years. And now, I mean, you look at his stats, it looks great because if he puts up a video of him standing in his backyard, showing off his old antique uh, barbell and and weights, showing people how to work out during COVID-19, He's getting three, four thousand views before it's even twenty-four hours, right? So it's like, okay, that's an engaged audience. These are yeah, people exactly. that respect him and follow him. So, yeah, right. yeah. I love it. So, is this is this all stuff you put in your formula as well? Um, no, because okay. it's a framework, right? So mm. people want to go in and go, okay, which which platform is best for me? And the answer is like, it depends on your personality, your preferences, and your passions, because. I am not here to tell you, oh, do join TikTok because it has the biggest growth. If you're like an I'm, introvert. I'm not, I'm not on TikTok. Neither. <laughs> so if you're an introvert who's most of your people are on XYZ, you know, I'm more of a fan of like, there are 50 different platforms and you could choose one, the, the one that you're most excited about and where your people are and sort of like where that Venn diagram of those three circles, personality, preferences, and passions fit. Yep. And that's going to be the thing that allows you to make at least six figures, you don't even need to be anywhere else. You have no business trying to launch everywhere, right? Like, let's I tell people the same thing. At it, one of them. It's right? very like, hard to rule all the platforms. Um, oh, and you, why would you, yeah. right? I tell you, like, I don't know. I think I have 2,000 people on YouTube. I just dump all my podcasts there because, well, content is king. Right. And, it, and it's a resource platform that I can backlink into the blog and everything else. Exactly. Actually, I really do it for my guest co-hosts. So they have an additional source that they can plug in. If if they care about YouTube, great. You you have this podcast on YouTube. Right. There you go. And so right. it's really me creating a landing page or a landing zone of content for them to pull from. So yeah. because that's how I'm wired. I don't I don't care if I crush it on YouTube. <laughs> it's right. just I'm dumping everything there, so it's there. It's a resource. You're clear platform. on your strategy. Yeah. So yeah. other people they they might run their whole six figure campaign on YouTube alone, right? So I call people, I call it YouTube, YouTube University anyway. So, so yeah, if you're running a business or a brand that you didn't realize you could have launched, you know, now you are, and you could do everything on YouTube and be the expert in whatever field that you traditionally didn't have exist online about. So like you're, you said your one client is a health professional. Yep. A lot of them have been afraid of the online world because they're worried about HIPAA and all the regulations. But it's like, if you're, if you're sharing legit, clear knowledge and education and you're not overstepping those policies, guidelines, et cetera, you'll be fine. Oh so. yeah. There are plenty of them out there doing it. Oh yeah. yeah. There's plenty of them out there doing it the wrong way too. And they just haven't been caught yet. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh don't my get me, gosh. Don't get me going on that. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm having so much fun. I hate to do this, but I actually have to go. No, I know. I do too as well. I was going to say, we have to bring the show to a close anyway, because we're getting to the end. Actually, we're over our time. So perfect though, because we're coming up on the one hour. You get to help close out the show. Yay. What is an all-encompassing message or final words that you want to leave behind? You get to choose what you do with this time, right? Whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're watching this, you get to choose the opportunities that you're going to make out of this time. And you have incredible resources like 
this one in this podcast and this conversation to help you figure out your next right step. But like, if you want to create something more for yourself in health in business and lifestyle, this is your opportunity, right? This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. You get to create it. People need to realize these things. Well, listen, I'm going to give you a proper goodbye off the air, or you can go if you need to rush right now. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to the Fuel Show. Remember, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. Uh, I'll do one last screen share for the video feed. Again, make sure you go check her out at lifewithpassion.com. By the way, I love it. She's got a quote section. I'm a nut about quotes, and they're, <laughs> they look way better than my quotes. So again, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, you too can live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.